welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. McLean and her late husband David cared for and nurtured their ten children in Mudgee, New South Wales. Anne represented parents of children in Catholic schools at local, diocesan, state and national levels. She's been involved in various ministries in her local parish and is a member of the Diocesan Pastoral Council. Alice Sullivan is a sister of St Joseph living in Bathurst. For many years she was a pastoral associate in Mudgee and is now involved in ministries in the Cathedral Parish in Bathurst. Anne and Alice developed a program called Conversations About Catholics to assist young families navigating the faith journey in their children's lives. As we begin this collaboration and witness, I would like to acknowledge and honour the Wiradjuri people upon whose country these reflections have been birthed are people who generously witness the words and stories that have been passed on to them since time immemorial. We honour the wisdom of these ways and commit to the processes of truth-telling and healing that our nation so desperately needs. On this third Sunday of Advent, in my parish of St Mary of the Presentation, Mudgee, we will light the pink candle of the Advent wreath, the candle that celebrates Gaudate Sunday. In our home, around the kitchen table that grew to hold our 10 children, their partners, friends, and now my grandchildren and friends, the week leading to Christmas is full, to say the least. Now, as then, end of school year activities, concerts and assemblies fill our calendars. Preparation and selection of gifts for teachers, siblings, extended family and friends conclude in earnest, while the planning for feasts and sharing of meals over the Christmas period culminates in shopping lists and timetables for when the puddings, shortbreads, cakes and mince tarts will be prepared and assembled. In amongst this business, the Advent wreath and the Advent calendar and the Jesse tree stand as a silent reminder of why this hecticness abounds. This is our time of preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the coming of a new Messiah into our world. Godate Sunday is a time to rejoice. It is a time when David and I caught our breaths as parents of young children and we lit the pink candle. In the noise and the joy of the dining room table, we placed ourselves in the liturgical ritual and the opportunity for stillness that is Advent. Gaudate Sunday also brings the story of John the Baptist into the Advent and Christmas narrative. What a gift for me as a Josephite sister when we heard that we had been assigned today's gospel. John the Baptist was so important for both St Mary MacKillop and Father Tennyson Woods 
that John the Baptist was included as part of Chapter 6 of the Founding Rule, which says, The sisters shall also speak much to the children of devotion to the glorious Mother of God, to St. Joseph, and to St. John the Baptist, the companions of our dear Lord's infancy and members of the Holy Family. As young sisters, we wore a monogrammed symbol that looked like the current ABC logo. The blue symbol contained the letters A, M, and the three Js, which stood for Ave Maria, Mother of God, Jesus, Joseph, and John the Baptist. As I read today's reading, I was reminded of this model of companionship between Jesus and John the Baptist, which was so important in our early formation as religious sisters. I quote from my fellow Josephite, Sister Virginia Burke, who wrote in an article called A Communion of Companions. The distinctive monogram holds the key to a spirituality of companionship that Julian, Father Tennyson Woods, was keen to promote with Mary among the early sisters. The inclusion of John the Baptist in the Holy Extended Family is probably stranger for us today than it would have been in the culture of Catholic Western Europe, where there was a well-established tradition of devotion to John the Baptist. The tender vein of art by da Vinci and Murillo possibly helped Father Julian intuit the significance companionship could be amongst young colonial women in a brand new venture within religious life in a new world. As I hear Alice talk about the inclusion of John the Baptist in the monogram she wore as a young sister, I am taken to an artwork of da Vinci that is on display in the National Gallery in London. This is the Burlington House cartoon, and in it I see children in play, without care, in relation with each other. I see the possibility for a connection that will hold each through the troubles and the challenges of the lives that we know now will shape our faith for millennia to come. In the artwork, I wonder whether Anne, Mary, Jesus and John have imagined the call, I am the voice crying in the desert, coming from the depths of John's being some 30 years later. Could they have possibly imagined the wilderness times of these last 2,000 years, let alone the wild and wilderness times in which we are currently living? The fractures and destruction of families as a result of domestic violence, the conflicts in Ukraine, Palestine and Israel, and the pain and disappointment for the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and their allies, who placed such hope in a yes outcome from the October referendum. As I name this wilderness, I ponder and pray for a strengthening of what I see as our core relational framework, our families. Family, friendship and companionship have been the basis of my spiritual and life journey. I delight in the gifts of those who have come into my life in one or all of these roles. Sister Alice and I met in 1997 when she joined St Mary of the Presentation Parish as a pastoral associate. She is one of these people. It was Alice that I turned to when, as a mum, I gathered with other parents at the school gate. 
and I heard parents seeking information about many aspects of church life and their children's Catholic education. One of these mums, Annie, was part of these informal settings where parents felt at ease asking all sorts of questions about Jesus and the Catholic faith. As the conversations grew, I saw the need for providing an opportunity for sharing in a more structured way information about faith that I hold dear with parents who were wanting to know more. Annie was one of the first to share conversations, a cuppa and a cake. It was this witness to faith, our testifying to the light, that developed into a program which became known as Conversations About Catholics, a collaboration between witnesses on a journey, Annie, Alice and me. When Anne approached me to companion these parents wanting to know more, I felt a connection and shared vision of what was and continues to be one way to help young families build a personal relationship with Jesus. Like John the Baptist, I think we are both privileged to have met and fostered a relationship with Jesus in different ways throughout our life. Our friendship shows that there is not one way of being in relationship with Jesus, much like John reminds us through his life story, that there are many ways to come to know the magnificent love of Jesus in our lives, from childhood companion to witness in the wilderness. As I reflect on the gospel, I kept thinking of how John knew his place. He was a witness. He knew the Christ, for he grew with him but he also knew that Jesus' story was not his to tell. John wasn't a limelight person. He was there to testify to the light. It reminds me of a reflection from Sister Verna Hollyhead, who suggested that the closer the lamp carrier comes to the light, the dimmer his own radiance becomes until no longer needed. The Gospel passage suggests that this was probably a tricky time for John, the world was asking so much of him. They kept hoping to get the answer. But John wasn't prepared to share the fullness of himself, for he knew he wanted those questioners to know Jesus, not him. As a lamp holder, perhaps you could join me over the next week as I reflect on what I am shining my light on. In the busyness of one's life, and the unknowingness of one's path, I will take an extra breath, an extra moment to ponder the ways in which I may make straight the way of the Lord, so as I might recognise and come to know Jesus better. Today's Gospel, and by providence, the Conversations About Catholics program, is one opportunity to point a way to Jesus. John had a relationship with Jesus. We are all called to help parents and their children have a relationship with Jesus and to provide ways for parents to pray with their children. This is gospel invitation. Returning to Sister Virginia's previously quoted text, Father Tennyson Wood's founding rule recognised that people catch and sustain faith through supportive, friendly, tender, familial relationships and through the sort of inspiring example that mutuality and companionship 
works within people. Lord, creator of unfailing light, John saw you light up the sky to announce Jesus as your son, with whom you were well pleased. May our lips praise you for the revelation of Jesus to his cousin John and to all generations. May our lives be modelled on John's resolution to let Jesus increase as he decreased. We make this prayer through him whom John announced, Jesus our light. Amen. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. You can find out more about WATAC at watac, W-A-T-A-C, and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.